Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, more Midnight Malarkey, lots about aliens, and where have all the social media posts gone? Now, Lippy. Hello, hello, hello. I've got good news. Have you? I've got really good news. Do you? And part of the reason we weren't around last week is that I had a results of an MRI scan for those newer listeners. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer in December 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 21. And then had treatment January 22. And I had the all clear last week. It's all gone. So the cancer that was targeted has been burnt away and nothing new's appeared. Job done. I'm like a new man. (laughs) Yes. So I have regained my drive, but Mm. unfortunately the last six months of slobbing around a bit have taken their toll. So um, (laughs) I've lost quite a bit of strength and energy. So I immediately went swimming the following day at lunchtime and put my shoulder out. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, I need to take it a little bit easier. Yes, slow and steady. Slow, yeah, slow and steady. But uh, I'm overjoyed with that. Mm. Massive relief, that. Yes, indeed. Anyway, so moving on with some pace, I had uh, quite a lengthy communique with a screaming tomato down under. Um, we were talking about car insurance was one of the things uh, it turns out car insurance in the uk is a lot cheaper than australia is it yeah it's it's almost a quarter of the price here for the same car Ooh, that's crazy uh, i'm slightly older than screaming tomato but not old enough to make a significant difference so <laughs> so australians insure your cars here mm. don't, don't think that works you say so. you're slightly older but I've now decided that you're going to be my something old for the wedding. I, I, I reject that. You can't. It's my shit. Well, I reject it because wife of Grumpy is older. Yeah, but wife, she's not, you're, she's not really doing anything, really, is she? Well, nor am I. Don't know. How old are those vases, glasses I'm using? They can be my old. Well, they're borrowed, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they can be two. They can be two. Borrowed, oh. and, borrowed and old. I can find something old for you to to take. I'm sure I've got something knocking around that's very old indeed. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, back to the Screaming Tomato. So he he sent me a a message carrying on from our talk about uh, pronunciation. Mm. And he does point out it is pronunciation. Pronunciation. Thank you. Yes. Very good point, Screaming Tomato. Yeah, but then isn't it pronounced? Well, that's the pronunciation is pronounced. And he also picks up on our bit about islands and what is an island. And he Mm. says, it bugs me that Australia's island status, they call it the island continent, which is an oxymoron. And then points out that Haiti and Dominion Republic share an island. So it's all a bit mixed up, really. And I don't think... It's a load of gobbledygook. Well, when does a puddle become a pond become a lake? It's, It's that sort of thing. I don't actually know that. No, I don't know that either. So uh, we talked about number plates last time. Yes. Uh, 3D number plates in particular. Mm. And there was a bit of news in the tabloids where they were suggesting they were illegal. Oh, I actually saw a 3D number plate on a taxi Mm. after we Ah, had that chat. Yes, there'll be a reason for that. Yeah. It might have been Bob. So raising the, uh, the, there used to be a sort of a flat plate 
that mm. has shading on it, so it looks like the characters are 3D on it, which is not very good. Now, that is, that's not allowed after a certain date. But as far as I can tell, according to the DVLA, as long as the font is correct and the spacing is correct, the letters can be raised, and it very clearly says it. So, no, tabloids, you are wrong. You are wrong. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, <laughs> quite indeed. Now, I've been looking into alternative prices for Wife of Grumpy's car insurance. Mm. As it, it went up by £40 this year, which for us oldies is, is an outrageous amount. And and actually nearly 40%. So that's that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, that is a lot. Anyway, so I found one that was cheaper and cancelled one and opened the other one and noted that the online portals were both were identical just in different colors <laughs> i would imagine it's the same company behind it which just doesn't make any sense whatsoever but what i did notice is that the, the existing car insurance finishes at 23.59 on the 31st of march mm. but the new insurance doesn't start to 0001 on the 1st of april so what essentially, driving? two minutes when the car is not insured. Oh, like, what if you were out driving and you happen to crash at exactly midnight? Yes, indeed. But I think this is to get around the problem where people Game don't over. understand midnight. Mm, yes, I see. But what if you crash? Yeah. Well, I guess maybe your insurance kicks in. So. What it, what it, well, I don't know. It would be very interesting. I might see if I can find somebody to answer that question. I thought you were going to say I might crash and see. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. No, that would be pointless. Absolutely I think pointless. you email the new insurance company and say, I had a question. What if I crash? They I won't know. Time? They won't know. But I might try the insurance ombudsman. Oh, see I don't what know what that is. Uh, it's a pretty ineffective body that's supposed to help the consumer with insurance companies but they may know the answer to that question Mm, interesting now we had a request from duck boy for a topic duck boy also also it was upset that he hasn't been mentioned very much recently Oh, we can't get it right can we well i said you haven't really done anything that stupid (laughs) recently so well, that's what he complained about. It was more, yeah. what has Duck Boy done now? Exactly. <laughs> well, Duck Boy, this is for you. So you want to know our take on alien sightings and our analysis on the subject. Mm. Now, I think it's safe to say there's been odd sightings of things in the sky for many, many years. And in fact, yes. the first confirmed UFO sighting was in 1947. And in America, of course. But it's interesting how the number of sightings of things that are now on record have come after planes have started uh, Mm. appearing more in the sky. Are the two connected? I I strongly suspect they they are. You can see some very odd things in the sky that uh, turn out to be planes. So I think most of these are probably planes or some sort of substance or liquid that people have been drinking that turns them a bit... um, subjective to this yes yes that said my view has always been that if you take that the universe started from nothing from a big bang Mm. and there are lots of different solar systems out there then there must be planets with life on it oh yeah definitely and even if you come from the um 
belief that God made the planet and the people, why do you only make one? You would make well, more you, than one. You'd have a practice, wouldn't you? You would. <laughs> There'll be some dodgier ones out there, some better ones out there. Yeah, I mean, you might not put that in the business report that then turns out to be <laughs> whatever sort of Bible that you follow. And I'm not mocking religion here at all, mm. but you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily list the failures. You'd only write about the one you got right. Yes, exactly. Given that there are other planets, the chances of them being more advanced is it's 50 50 isn't it there's bound to be planets Mm. that are further ahead than than us and there'll be other planets that are further behind this may be based on some of the stories in the orville which is a series we've been watching on disney plus which is a bit like a modern day star trek it's very good i highly recommend it but there must be people or other beings trying to come out of their planets and look at, at other other things and it's interesting when you look at some of the probes that we sent into place into space rather because they've got <laughs> where are you putting your it's been, a, it's been a couple of weeks and uh, so they've got things uh sort of embossed on the side of the the probes that are mathematical and i think there's a record as well that's on one of them or some sort of tune but the mathematics i say if, if anybody can is of similar sorts of uh, intellectual state standing as mm. us as humans, then they'll understand us because it should be the same across the whole universe. Yeah, of course, there's possibly some higher maths that we don't understand, <laughs> so the whole thing could be complete uh, nonsense. In terms of cover-ups, I mean, there's a whole industry around the Varda mm. Area 52, is it or 51? 51. Area 51. Area 51, which was probably fueled quite a bit by the X-Files, because quite a lot of those episodes are around there, and and various films. So, of course, the epicentre of UFO incidents is Roswell in uh, the State of Wigger Bell, 1947. Mm. So it seems to be a bit of a, well, they call it the flying saucer craze of 1947. So we had Kenneth Arnold's original story, and then followed up by Roswell, where people believe they saw a, an actual being that was Ooh. taken from a, a craft and is being operated on in Area 51. Area 51. Yeah, so it all comes, all comes back to that. And presumably that was the basis behind the film Paul, which is one yes, of my favourite films. Yes, which is films. a great film. It is a cracking film. Absolutely brilliant film, so I highly recommend it if you see that, but it's not a documentary. And there have been plenty of films and mockumentaries about, about Roswell. Where is Area 51 supposedly located? Oh, you can actually Google it. It actually takes you there. Yes, uh, it's, it's no great secret. Oh, I thought it was a bit more secretive than that. We could take a day trip there from Vegas. Yes, it's near Groom Lake in Nevada. Oh, that's how we that's where we're gonna drive. Oh no, we won't. We'll take Route fifteen. It's quite well protected. Yeah, and in America there's a higher chance you're just gonna get shot. Well, it is a military installation for for Mm. whatever reasons, and it may have just got a bad reputation or an incorrect reputation and they're developing military um, planes. Naughty things. Interestingly, during the week, there was a question on my favourite quiz programme, House of Games. 
And it was the one where they get children to write the questions. Oh, I love those. Yeah, 3 to 11. And the thing is, they're so random. They're brilliantly random. And one of them is, what does the centre of the galaxy taste like? Well, it depends. Is it a normal galaxy or is it a caramel galaxy? It's not the sweets. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> the middle of the galaxy, and they've worked this out. Scientists have worked this out because they, their radio telescopes can work out what substances are in the sky millions and millions of miles away. It's incredible technology. So they can, they've figured out what it tastes like. Well, there, there's an acid, and I've forgotten the name of the acid, but it's basically the acid that gives raspberries raspberry taste. So it tastes like a raspberry? Yeah. So do you remember when you did your skydiving and clouds, mm. you said, tasted of something a bit funny? Weird, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you go through space, it tastes of raspberries. Oh. Or that particular part of space. That's cool. I like that. So presumably, aliens coming here, and who knows, they may well live amongst us, judging by some people who are either very <laughs> clever or very stupid. And I'm assuming they would be the clever ones that turned up, but maybe they're just operating the spaceships. Maybe. I would just feel like if if there were aliens on the planet already, one, how long does an alien have to be here for it not to be an alien anymore? And two, we would know by now. Like, surely. If they were, like, hiding, we would know by now. This brings me on to another topic about the moon landings being fake. Mm. And my view has always been, in order to do that, back then, 1969, there would have yeah. had to be an awful lot of people involved in it. And the chances of all of them keeping stum is so yeah. small, in my view. Yeah. Someone would have sold that story for millions if they got the chance. Somebody would have bleated. You know, it may have been on their deathbeds, a bit like the Loch Ness Monster um, photo. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, the guy that did it admitted he's just about to pass away. He goes, by the way. That was a fake picture. So you would have thought somebody would have blabbed. Mm. Interestingly, and there's loads of fake moon landing websites on the internet, but there is one that actually is debunking the conspiracy theory. There is one that's debunking the conspiracy theory. Mm. One of the ones that's always got me is there's a picture of a uh, footprint in the lunar dust. And people have yes. said, that is not Neil Armstrong's footprint. It's proof right. that we didn't land on the moon. Actually, they're quite right. It's not Neil Armstrong's footprint. It's Buzz Aldrin's. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can prove it for yourself because they've got the spacesuits uh, in a museum. Mm. So you can see the see the bottoms of them. Funny. Yeah. And there's all sorts. There was the, the no blast crater when the lunar lander came down. Uh, which sounds all feasible, but there is an explanation for it. Uh, the one that I always liked was there's no stars. But then uh, on but Earth then during need- the daytime, you don't see the yeah. stars, but they're there. That doesn't mean they're not there. And it's the same. You know, there's daytime on the moon, and you wouldn't expect to see the stars. No. Yes, all sorts of malarkey that's been proved wrong, which I quite mm. like. Because the thought of that not having taken place and being a complete hoax uh, terrifies me. It can't be. It can't be. No, it I can't won't be. stand for it. I know, I won't stand for it. Anyway, back to UFOs. There is a UFO archive for the UK. So if you are interested mm-hmm. in having a look, there was a whole bunch of files released in 2013. Presumably that was something to do with uh, secrecy. Um, it's a fairly dull website, I have to say. It's um, not very Do they exciting. have pictures? 
Not really. No, they have a whole list of uh, PDF files that I think you have to pay for. If you really want to have a look, you can have a look at sightings. Oh, yeah, you do have to pay for it. The people's sightings, it's not confirmation of anything. You could have been a bit drunk in the back garden. I know. Well, they've got to make some money somewhere, haven't they? Now, something I came across, which had not occurred to me at all, ever, was that people in Australia, and I'm talking to you, Screaming Tomato, see the moon upside down to the way that we see it. And there's a very neat drawing, which is... I'm so confused. If you have a look at the show notes, there's a a picture there, and it shows exactly what's going on. Because basically, people in Australia are upside down. If we're seeing the moon, they're not seeing the moon. Not necessarily. Isn't it daytime when it's our night time? Yeah, but you can see this moon during the day. It it depends. But the thing is, the moon doesn't spin... On its, well, it spins on its axis, but it doesn't spin north-south, see what I mean? No, So we yes, always see yes. it the same way round. It's the same as people I in like the Southern it. Hemisphere see mm. different set of stars to us. Interesting. I'd never thought about that. It never occurred to me either. No. So that could throw off a potential alien invasion. <laughs> How? Well, if they, if they turn up in the UK... And they look hmm. at the moon and go, ah, oh, yeah. And then some more come, but they land in Australia. And they look at the moon and go, it's the wrong way up. What's going on here? Ah. Just say it could have. I think, don't take my word for this, but I think if they've got to the point where they're about to invade, they'll know that a planet is round and that different areas have different angles. I mean, if we've worked that oh. out. I mean, we've only just worked that out. I'm What's sure it, well, if there's if hang they're on a about minute. to invade, hang, no, wait, no, hang on, we didn't work it out. I read it somewhere. and Went, oh yeah. We you read it, it somewhere, out. and someone's worked this out. There's someone intelligent enough. I feel like if the aliens have reached a point where they're ready to invade, they will well, possibly. Have but who knows? That out. Maybe they've just worked out how to go very, very quickly in a straight also, line. Also. If they're approaching the Earth, they'll see it round. Depends which way they come. They'll still be round. But which way up would they be? They could be either way up. There's no right way up, is there? Yeah. I mean, that would confuse me. They could uh, They could be able to walk on the ozone layer. I mean, you know what I'm like in the Basin-Stoke one-way system. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> if I was approaching Earth and there's no concept of up? Yeah, fair point, mm. fair point. Anyway, so back to Duck Boy's point. Our analysis, there's definitely aliens out there. They may Honey walk pay. amongst us. Absolutely. They may be walking amongst us, and they could be confused by the moon. Yes. Now then, if you follow us on the socials, you may have noticed there's been a distinct lack of them since about <laughs> yeah. mid-December. And there's mm-hmm. a very, very good reason for this. Mm. Uh, we used a piece of software called PostFitty, which meant that we could record one of these, we'd get a whole load of pictures and then send them out by social media, get it all done in one evening, job done, and it just did it over the next week or so. Unfortunately, they merged with another company and closed PostFitty and said, oh, no, you can transfer across to a new account. Now, I got one on a Black Friday deal for about £4 a month, which was a really cracking deal. They mm. wouldn't honour it at all. They said, no, we can give you a, a bit of a discount. But it was £15 a month, which is, Ooh. you know, in the scheme of things, it's not a lot. But as a hobby project that yes, Nippy that and Grumpy is, though, is yearly. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's a 
it's a yeah, it's quite a bit of cash. Yeah. So I've not found a decent alternative. I haven't looked very hard. Um, when I say decent alternative, I mean a cost-effective or free mm. or four pounds a month. Yes. So if you do know of one, please let me know. But that's the reason we haven't been doing that. And mm. I will start looking into that. The website updates, I haven't done, I don't think, since January last year. So there's a whole <laughs> year's missing. So my aim over the next few weeks is to is to try and put the latest one on there and start to backfill them. So I've got all the notes to go on there. It's just I got out of the habit of Actually doing inputting it. Actually inputting it, yeah. Yeah, and now there's so many that I'm just going, oh, I don't think I can do it, but I will do it. I promise mm. you. So I'll promise yes. to do it if you listeners promise to look at it. About that. That's a good, that's a that's fair a good deal. That's a fair deal. Yeah. Fair deal. Can't argue with that one. I actually have a question for you. Oh, go on then. How would you feel... If maybe not in Cranley, maybe in Guildford, they decided to turn a church into a nightclub. I don't think it bothers me overly, to be honest. No. Well, that's um, good because that's where I ended up on Saturday night. <laughs> so, which which church? In it's in Bournemouth. I don't oh, know what Guildford. the church Sorry. is called. Oh, okay. But the club was called Halo. Ironically, is it still a functioning church? No, it is not. Okay. It is just a nightclub. The reason I say that is there is a church in a town called Farncombe, not far outside of Guildford, called St. John's. And they regularly have concerts in there. We would see an Eagles tribute band not so long ago. Mm. And that is a fully operating church. And they have a little bar there, mm. cash only and cheap, which is really good. And it's, the acoustics in there are superb. So yeah, yes. th- those two go together quite well. Um, yes. I don't know I wouldn't say an, a dirty nightclub and a church go well together. <laughs> well, not an operating church, no. No, no. I think the only thing I would be concerned about, but just slightly not sure about, would be if they were using a graveyard for something else. Oh, I don't believe this church had a graveyard. No, but I, I wonder if they were ever reused for building. I suspect it's not. It's very in the centre, so I don't yeah. believe it was a church that would have had a graveyard, or if it did, it's or it would have been gone before it got turned into a club. Yeah, I, I think there's there's probably special laws about mm. graveyards, but that that would I'm not sure I'd be comfortable having yeah. a house on a graveyard. I I'd, hadn't thought about that bit. <laughs> no, but not you know particularly in, in big towns and cities, churches don't mm. have graveyards. It's no. They, they just don't at all. So it's not really an issue. Uh, the first flat I bought, the people I bought from, they were moving into a house conversion or a church converted into a house. And it yeah. was lovely. I went and had a look. And it was really nice. But yeah, really expensive to heat because tall ceilings and... You know, stone walls. Stone walls, yeah. But mm. I, I guess you're insulated from the, the heat as well. So it's... Six, one half dozen of another. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't think I have a problem with that at all. No, well, it's a great place to go. I'd highly recommend it to anyone. I would imagine it is. And yeah, actually, it really you sometimes awesome. see it on films, don't you, where there's a mm. nightclub scene. And quite often that is in some sort of churchy type building. Yeah. I'm not saying go out and convert St. Paul's into. Um, oh, God, no. <laughs> whatever the. What mm. it used to be? Cinderella, Cinderella Rockefellers was the name of clubs when I was very young. 
Cinderella Rockefellers. I don't yeah, even know that around is. around the Croydon area, there was Cinder Cinderella Rockefellers. I don't know why. Don't know why. Did you have a good time in Bournemouth? I had a great time in Bournemouth. It was a Stendu, which I thought a better name was a Hagdu. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a combination of stag and hen. Yes, it is. Presumably. Yes. So are they two separate events in the same area, or are they the same event? Same event. There was only six of us, so okay. it was a small, small little groupie. But a lovely time. I haven't, I haven't really been to Bournemouth. I realised because we tend to go to Swanage. Yes. So I've driven through Bournemouth a lot, yeah. but I've never stopped. No, I've only been a couple of times. Uh, once to uh, to watch some rallying that started in Bournemouth. That was mm-hmm. quite good many years ago and we did try and take you and the horse whisperer to the sea life center in bournemouth and the horse whisperer screamed so much we had to leave and get our money back which they did give us back our money and it <laughs> yeah, was... they were like yes we'll pay you to leave <laughs> so you, uh, we, i think we were in a lift and she was screaming at the top of her head because it was dark which is unknown oh she's one of the most fearless persons i know yeah. that's it but that's at shocking, the young age actually. she was um, quite uh, quite wary Distraught. Of, i think things that she couldn't see why it was happening so the lift was shaking and very dark oh and didn't know why didn't like it Got you it. would have been very young it would have been a wet studland weekend or mm. week but yes i had a lovely time i didn't Good. win the crazy golf can't win every time i was i started off pretty sober and ended not very sober at all so ah, I was okay. started off with like twos and then they went to threes and then to fives. <laughs> Just got progressively worse. Oh dear. Now there's been lots of talk of sewage going into rivers or uh, what have you in our area. Thomas Water, not very nice. Back in the late 19th century, gas lamps were actually powered by sewer gas. Ooh. Yeah, so the methane that was building up in the sewers was then uh, diverted into, into lamps. The... Surely that smelt. <laughs> well, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? There was a lamp that was on all of the time near the Savoy Hotel in London, and they believed that most of that was powered by the uh, amount of waste from the guests staying at uh, the Savoy Hotel. Mm. But what a great use of something that you really just want to get rid of. That is recycling at its finest. It it really is, isn't it? (laughs) It really is quite incredible. Um, But sadly, they're no longer. Maybe it'll come back. Who knows? Maybe Mm. we'll be firing up our uh, central heating boilers based on methane from uh, from sewage. That would be interesting. It would be. For and sure. Maybe there's a planet somewhere. They're just about to leave the planet on a spaceship powered by farts. <laughs> what an ending. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about farts, the F1 started this week. Yes, I saw that and I was Weekend. very tempted on Sunday. Um, I had a very exciting trip with a friend of mine to Lidl to purchase a Ooh. plasma cutter that was on sale that was a very good price and he's never been to the middle of little before uh, that shocks me actually the the he is the prime target market for the middle of little yeah well we got there at 10 o'clock and i booked to uh, to go to the cafe down the road at 11 and i got in there and thought 
oh, blimey, I've got that wrong. We're going to be 10 minutes. We weren't. <laughs> you- <laughs> we went <laughs> up and down that aisle, I don't know how many times. And to be fair, we did find things we didn't spot the first time. Yeah. <laughs> that we didn't buy. So we didn't buy very much. I bought the plasma cutter and a cucumber. What? Much. Well, Weirdest wife, shop ever. Why did you buy a cucumber? Wife of Grumpy said to me just as I was leaving, if you can see a cucumber, can you buy one? Oh, so my God. <laughs> the checkout person must have been like, all right. <laughs> yeah, she was so shocked she charged twice for the plasma cutter. Did <laughs> she? <laughs> I mean, that's not right. She went, yeah, I know. What the, why didn't you tell me then? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Just tap here, though, right? <laughs> yeah, just tap here, yeah. Uh, I also bought, because you're coming over at the weekend, some fig rolls from Little, which I know you yes. like, but unfortunately they've been discovered. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, there's a packet's been hidden somewhere, so hopefully there'll be some left. Mm. Love a figgy. But you didn't watch the Formula One. Sorry, yes, we started. didn't Formula One. Yes. <laughs> didn't, well, no. So I got home about two o'clock, and mm. I sat down, and I thought, could watch Formula One, because I know it's on. Mm. I didn't know where it was, so probably it wasn't on at two. Uh, three um, by rain oh three oh okay it's by rain okay um and then i thought you know what's going to happen i'm going to sit and watch that and after an hour and a half i'm going to go i really wish i hadn't bothered Mm. so i didn't bother yes was it good for first place no spoilers if you haven't watched it by now you probably weren't going to be watching it no obviously for stappen one it was a red bull one two so that was a bit dull there was a bit of Perez had to do a bit more. But what was pretty impressive and a blast from the past is who yeah. came in third. It was Alonso. Wow. In the Aston Martin. Well, I never. He honestly could be in it this year. Well, I never. He just, it was just old Alonso back, you know. He's in a pretty decent car that seems to be faster than the Mercedes and the Ferrari and Alonso just knows what he's doing. Well, well maybe it's worth having a little punt on him in the top three if you can do such, yeah. a, such a thing. And also, I to make it more interesting because Chris Duckboy obviously watches the Formula One, you can do, I don't know if you've ever heard of fantasy football. Yes, yeah. So you can do fantasy Formula One. Okay. So instead, obviously it's not, a, you pick your your teams you get to pick five drivers and two manufacturers and you can have up to three teams in total so i'm playing that alongside it and i had my team of just people that i liked which did awfully okay (laughs) and then my team where i was like well these people it's more like you have a cost cap so you can't just pick the best drivers you have to be logical about who you pick so then i picked ones with better drivers where I could afford them and then some newbies basically Mm -hmm. and had Red Bull as one of my manufacturers. So that one's doing all right, but my people I like is not doing well. Oh dear. (laughs) To the point where I kicked one of them out this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do that then? Swap? Yes. Every week you get to swap two drivers. Gosh, this is quite complicated. It is, but it makes it a bit more fun. And first thing this morning I was on there checking moving them around ready for the next race, which I can't remember where it is. Yeah, uh, the Lions Club has a fantasy Formula One competition, but I, I can't understand it. It's a bit complicated. It is. It, 
our duck boy had to explain it to me. But then once yeah. I got the the hang of it, oh, it's Saudi Arabia next. Mm. Is that this weekend? But I, no, following weekend. Yes, I would. If you are an old school Formula One fan, I would watch the highlights just to see Alonso. Yes. Yeah, do his thing. That sounds good. I might do that, actually. Mm. He did some beautiful, uh, such an impressive overtake on Hamilton on the inside. Was uh, Lewis Hamilton wearing his LGBT plus helmet? Because I know there was some controversy about this I before the race. I didn't clock it, but I know he's very strong about it. Yeah. From what I read, which is not necessarily at all representation of the actual facts, he was going to wear it, and he was quite yeah. indignant about it, and, and rightly so. Yeah, he can wear what he wants. Talking about um, crashes, I did manage to watch a couple of minutes of The Apprentice. And oh, God. It was just... I, I couldn't watch anymore. I had to stop. We're struggling. Yeah, we I are was. struggling. The products, the, the, the snake one. Oh, is that's that the one saw? I saw. Yes, I saw that and went... It the, Honestly, it dyed their skin. That was pretty atrocious. You can't, you can't have a face product that dyes your skin green. <laughs> the thing it came in, that snake thing, I looked at that and thought, do you know, that looks like something from the 70s that you would have shampoo or bubble bath in as a kid. Mm. There was something very memorable about it. But, yeah, it is, it's a, I don't know, it's had its time, I think. Yes. It needs, to, it needs to stop. It's not representative of people that are good business people. The not tasks are too old. And you, you can't do any research or use the internet or phone your mate. It's this crazy. It needs, it needs to stop. I might start a campaign, actually, yeah. just to just stop. It either needs to stop or it needs a mass revamp. What I would like to see is an episode where the three of them go out and do the same task with the same restrictions. So they can't phone anybody. They can't look at the internet. They just have to get on and do it. Because they are a bit smug at times. Well, the guy, he's done it because he he won. He has done it, but it was... uh, Yes, have I. Um, I can picture him. I can't think of his name. Um, Not Tim. Tim. It is Tim something. Oh, it's Tim then. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, he's got through that. But, you know, the three of them, they, they judge, you know, 24 hours to produce a, a product when mm. you know nothing about doing that. Uh, it's it's about managing a process. And I think that's the important bit in it. But they are picking a you know something that would take another company months and months and months to design and perfect. You're doing yeah. in a few hours. It's going to look shambolic. Mm. The people I really feel sorry for is when you pull in a designer and they're doing some sort of app or something. And also, on the their companies they, are like splashed yeah. all over it. And I'm like, yes. they want their company associated with that? Because it's not really their idea, choice, time. Like, they would never produce that if you had hired them to produce no, that. Absolutely not. No, you're quite right. You're quite right. Anyway, we've prattled on for quite a long time and we've not got to the bottom of the list. Oh, no. But you've killed off Lippy's top tip, haven't you? You've replaced it with something well, new. yes, maybe maybe just for one week. We'll see how it goes. Oh, okay. And Depends, I can't remember you know. what you've called it. It was so long ago we spoke about it. I wrote it down, what we named, what I named it. Oh, Lippy's new skill. Lippy's new skill, that was it. Lippy's yes. new skill. Yes. Yes, I have a new skill. Um, so my new things. Sk- yeah, I've remembered it now. My new skill... 
is I can tell you whether it's frosty outside to the point where the cars are covered in ice without even getting out of bed. Really? How do you do that? Well, my neighbour very kindly gets up at 7.30, goes outside, turns their car on and leaves it there for an hour running whilst it defrosts. For an hour? Mm. I nearly went over there. (laughs) Is that across the road? Yes, across the road. In the oldest car. So it's like... It's so bad. Is it that blue Vauxhall Senator that's across the road? Yeah. That goes. Wow. I'm impressed because it's uh, J-Reg. So what's that? 92, maybe? I don't know. 1992, somewhere around that time. Um, And... I've not seen one on the road for many, many years, but I can understand how it's a bit irritating if that's... Because that's a thumping great V6, isn't it? It's It's just... Yeah, but it's given me a new skill. So I know whether I need to get up a little bit earlier to scrape my car. Well, you should be grateful. Yeah. Mind you, an hour of idling is not going to do that car any good at all. Or the environment. No, no, definitely not. Although that could be a lippy exaggeration. No, it was because Duck Boy had left, got out of bed, and I it was a work from home day for me, so I get out of bed an hour after Duck Boy. Yeah. And it only just went off just before I got up. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. And when I say yes. went off, it moved. <laughs> so my fun fact is, yes. and again, never realised this before, you can actually say it in a straight line from England or the UK, to New Zealand without hitting land in a straight line. Where do you have to leave from? I'm not entirely sure. The map is is not very detailed. So you could be leaving from Wales, which is why I said the UK, not England. Mm. So it's, it's obviously over to the west. It could yes. be Belfast. And then oh, straight like- line, you just about miss Brazil quite close to it and then you um you get to new zealand and that's, that's interesting it is isn't it and that's not assuming that the earth is flat either <laughs> so it's a single bearing from yeah. the uk and eventually assuming the earth is round which assuming we the round. pretty well, much all... know as a fact <laughs> well some people don't and i i wonder about that <laughs> anyway we've prattled on for long enough uh, we so we'll see you in uh, two weeks yes oh one more thing talking of space (laughs) which i didn't put in the notes i've got a trip to the mullard space laboratory in surrey hills well i would have been by the time you heard this in on wednesday so i shall ask them about aliens there and whether they're confused by the moon they're talking about mars specifically but i'm sure i can ask a question about the moon you might not get invited back i I, (laughs) maybe not (laughs) But I'll take your wife a grumpy, so there's... there's oh, you definitely won't get zero chance back. <laughs> I should report back in two weeks. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.